Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Collective Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology, and anything else that feels right. I am Sasha Rusu, Senior Planner for the Ted Department at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom, and sitting in the same space as Sasha. This is great. For the first time. (laughs) Since. However. uh, However long. Since lockdown. Really, really good feeling to be doing this. Yeah. And even better feeling to be joined by Di Mays. How are you, Di? I'm brilliant, thank you. I'm I'm so excited to see you two Mediacom faces. It's been a long time since I set foot in the Mediacom offices. Fantastic. Um, Dan Mays is the Global Head of Data and AI at WPP, where she's working for just over, what, in fact, a year and a half now? Yeah, as part it of is. the CTO team, working with all WPP agencies to unlock their data capability. Dai is a creative thinker with proven success in finding new solutions and revenue streams for traditional companies. She's particularly passionate about getting non-analysts excited about the possibilities of data. WPP's resident data geek has over 20 years of technology and data experience across media, FMCG, finance and retail consulting for companies such as Hearst UK, Dunhumby and Walgreens Boots Alliance. Um, Very, very good to have you on the podcast today. Um, you are one of the unfortunate ones who started a new role within uh, the lockdown. How was it for you, um, not only on the work level, but also personally? Oh, well, OK, let's start about work. So we had a um, whole AI Academy launched. We had in-classroom training planned. We were just about to work with Hogarth and we were going to do shoots to make all these videos. And... Then lockdown happened and one of my team was said, I'm very optimistic. I think it'll just be two weeks. So let's just put everything on ice for two weeks. But obviously the data told us differently and we had to rethink everything. And actually, I love where that took us because we got to do a demystify AI training. We've now got AI. We've got avatars training our people on AI, which we love. So we got to be creative about it home uh my husband was quite smug he worked from home anyway he thought things wouldn't change he didn't bank on me nicking all the broadband and the best yeah. desk and all of that i i got from my husband who works from home it's more than once said to me musingly of course you do realize that you used to go out for 11 hours every day and now you're here <laughs> all right yeah uh, if i heard my husband one more time say Di's got a more important meeting than me she gets she gets to have us oh for god's sake all right we'll swap I'll go and sit with the laundry just for a couple of days <laughs> but I'm very happy to be back in the office really um now what experiences in your career or your life taught you the skills to make that transition so smooth and I am thinking about a product that you invented and gifted to me that may well be worth mention here oh I've got I've got one to talk about that led me to that journey so some people might be able to relate to this I was at Hearst UK and I had a performance review and I've always been geeky and a bit of a misfit and I had my performance review and my boss said Di your work is amazing but you don't have any gravitas and you're not glamorous or memorable (laughs) and it was such it's so rude um and if this individual's listening right now, I mean, you you did literally change my life, and it was a it was a really hard message because I saw myself suddenly differently. Whereas I thought I was really quite high academic achiever in the workplace, and that I got work and I could do work. I could just see I was being judged on whether I wore heels or not, which I still don't wear, even though I'm five foot three. Um, 
and so that really but then I googled gravitas and if you google gravitas it's a serious man so I had to realize I'm not a serious man I'm never going to be either serious or a man and that's really and my husband's really supported me on this he said you you own your lack of gravitas just kind of unleash your lack of gravitas and that's really led yeah yeah um I know I knew you'd you'd love this story Sue and all the work and all the stuff you've done on belonging because I suddenly realized that I didn't I didn't fit there it wasn't that I was a misfit I just didn't fit there and actually that's led me maybe I mean sorry to interrupt you but I'm just I'm just reminded of what Karen Blackett once said to me about when she first started working at the media business which became Mediacom and I said to her, well, you didn't see anybody who looked like you in senior management when you first joined. And she said, all I could see in when I looked at senior management was a bunch of misfits. It's like, oh. absolutely welcome to the misfits. Mm. It, that's a brilliant, it's a, it's a brilliant insight, isn't it? And it, I've just been doing some inclusivity training. And now I can't even unsee this comment about look for cultural ad, not cultural fit. Yeah. And if they'd seen me differently, but I had to, I had to leave, but it's meant my career has been much more interesting because I go and find where I'm. A, I feel free to be myself, and I, I know that I can be. I can be really geeky, and, but creative. And Sue, I know you've seen my um, snakes and ladders. I did digital yes. transformation snakes and ladders that oh. I can share with clients. And uh, isn't that's what I love to get people excited? We've got um, Martech top trumps, and I've done fortune cookies where I've told people in one of the cookies to give me more business. And uh, can have a bit of humour and a bit of fun with it. And I've just unleashed my inner dork, really. This ties in nicely to our next question. And this is a number of series that we do based on belonging. Um, and obviously you spoke at length with regards to belonging. But what exactly does belonging mean to you? And just how important is it within the workplace? So it really does, it does build on my journey on that. I want people to be OK to be themselves. I want them to feel free and um and to have their internal dialogue to be their own and their internal dialogue to be their friend. I do not want anyone in my team to think, oh, I won't like this or this won't be accepted or that there's any limit or lens in how um, people can represent themselves and, and be accepted. And I think I always say to people, it's not diversity and then inclusion, it's inclusion and then diversity. If you get the inclusion, then then you'll get a brilliant and broad set of minds. And it's really important in data because data's biased and it's biased because humans are biased. And mm-hmm. if we don't actively and consciously focus on reducing that bias and increasing the diversity, as our data skills grow, then that problem's going to be worse. What are you thinking is your roadmap of achievement for the next, well, the next few months? I was going to say, it's good. the question is till the end of the year, but the end of the year is quite soon now. <laughs> So you can extend it if you want to. What's on what's on your what's on your list of things to achieve? So to go to the inclusivity, we've realised when we've done our data and AI community, which we launched at WPP, and it's got three thousand members. But we we host a lot of data and AI webinars, but time-wise, it's not that inclusive because you can't cover all time zones. Mm. And next week we've got our second APAC webinar, and I'm really excited about starting to bring in. Um, other markets and other disciplines into this community. So really want to turbocharge our data and AI community so that everyone at WPP, I want them all, I want teams to break because everybody wants to learn more about data and AI. 
And we're also, we've been working on a paper called Data 2030, when we predict what the dataverse is going to look like in the next 10 years. And we're updating that. And I'm really excited about where we're looking at the trends and where that's all going. Oh, um, do you know, I actually was in a conversation yesterday, as a sidebar, I need that because I was in a conversation yesterday about um, what's happening by 2030. And I was sort of thinking, 2022 is a, is a, is a, is a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of but 2030 that's brilliant looking forward you've to that. come to the right place there's a paper on data 2030 there's a paper on martech 2030 and a deck on it if i could get added on that cc that'll be good yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming um so moving on to some of the questions that we ask all of our guests so this is where we get to go a little bit personal into who the person really is and who they are um what is your favorite line from a poem song or a book Can I quote somebody? Yeah. yeah, of course. Who's just said something. Um, Billy Connolly. He said, I only hang out with people who, when left alone in a room with tea cosy, would try it on. That's very funny. I don't know if we get, is, is it, it's not actually from a book, though, is it? No. We're quite strict about this question. How is it to be a book? Poem, song or book, and we don't even allow movies or TV shows. And it's like whatever, it doesn't have to be your favourite ever. It's, it's like whatever comes quote, to your, it's a great quote. <laughs> whatever comes to your mind. I know, but we've got to have standards. Oh, it's got to have standards. Okay, have, uh, did James Clear put this in his book or just his newsletter of you don't start with momentum. Momentum starts after you've started. Oh, good. I like that. Oh, question. You've got so if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? And have to be commonly available. They can, and I'm not allowing phones, by the way. And it, are we oh, taking not. into account supply chain challenges right now? Is that is that okay? No, <laughs> no, no. Don't worry about expense. Supply chain channel. Oh yeah, no. Okay. We, yeah. Even You're, the size is not an issue for us. Okay, so I'd like um, Cadbury's Marvelous Creations chocolate, please. You know the one with the jelly popping candy in. Love it. Yeah. And I'd like a bottle of wine to go with that. Red, white, don't care. Yep, all of them, if they oh. can count one, that's brilliant. <laughs> Hold the glass. Um, I'd like a book, and actually any book. So Jeannie can pick a book for me. I just love reading. So, it could be... so fiction, non-fiction, don't care? No, okay. don't care. My preference would be where somebody has some psychological problems and I've got to try and pretend I know who the murderer is. Uh, but I do I'll, like I'll you if, you look, if you're thinking about detective fiction, you've come to the right place. Mm. I will find you a stimulating. Yeah. Oh, OK. So we've got chocolate. We've got wine. We've got detective fiction book. Mm -hmm. um, then I think I need some apartment pants and, some, you know, some elasticated waist trousers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, last one, some slippers. There we go. Very Lovely, comfy. comfy yeah. Slippers. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds ideal. Chocolate, wine, detective fiction. Yeah. Comfy clothes. That's great. Uh, Diet, what is your single best skill? Which is quite oh, a tough question for Diet. Really because Diet is a renaissance woman in the term of being good at lots of things. Mm. We want to find one. Um, I think what I've found in this role that um, I make people laugh and you could if you can make data funny <laughs> which let's face it it's not very and it can be really very dull um I think that's 
I've really felt like I've come into my own in this role that I can bring some fun to the dataverse. Brilliant. Okay. Um, uh, what would you practice more if you had more time? Kickboxing. I used to kickbox four times a week. I got to training for my brown belt, but I knew I'd have to give up wine. And as we know, that was my my second item in in my magic circle. So I don't want to give up wine. So I knew I'd never never be a proper professional. But over the decades, my flexibility's dropped a bit. But I'd quite like to be able to kick someone in the head. I think that might be quite useful. Skill. Useful thing. Do you still Mm. do it at all? Yeah, I still I still do it, but my kickboxing instructor just looks at me with a slightly sad face. Um, Last question, well actually my last question, Um, where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live and why? This is interesting because I I love this. Oh, this is so timely because like many people, we're about in the process of buying the house that we wished we owned when lockdown happened. Mm -hmm. So I would like to be in a two roads away from where we actually live while we're waiting for our survey results for our house that we're hoping to be in before Christmas so it's very real I'm hoping and not fictional but fourth offer we had to put in on our fourth house and that's where I'd like to be in our new home by Christmas I have my fingers crossed for you guys thank you okay and now the uh, question that you cannot Careful um, from the uh, questions from the School of Life. I'm going to hold up three awkward cards and I'm going to say A, B or C. And if you could pick A, B or C at random. B. Ah. Name three, which is quite a lot actually, but three big professional reversals. I think you might have mentioned one of them already. What might you optimistically learn from them? I think maybe, um, maybe we've done number one, which is uh, what you learn from being told that you don't have gravitas. Yeah, gravitas is overrated. Humour is underrated. And intellectual curiosity can free anybody. Strong list. I'm not sure they're... Pre- they're not professional, professional reversals. They're kind of... The other two, or you're just saying... You want to... Uh, Maybe you can't magic, magic up any other. You've been very open with the mm. star. I don't want to but I think um, from the from the being told you haven't got it. Yeah. I think I think uh, the other humour is underrated. Has anyone ever told you you were too you made too many jokes? Yeah. I did get comment from one CEO like it just sounds like you're all having a bit too much fun here. <laughs> well then I think I, I think that probably follows then. Um, <laughs> what was the third one? I talked about intellectual curiosity, but it's not really a reversal, but it's. I used to be be a bit embarrassed that I was quite nerdy. People don't always. I mean, I remember like, so so this is not a professional rehearsal, reversal that happened to either you or me. But I remember in my like first job um, when (laughs) somebody who became quite respected in the industry was um, I, my first job was TV time bar and he this this colleague of mine was just sort of sitting and 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 thinking and um his boss came over to, and to him and said what are you doing and he said well I'm just sitting and thinking so we you won't pay you to think get on that phone <laughs> 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 um, I mean I 
think lots of people do think that as well. I mean, they don't think it over any length of time, obviously, to go back to the point. But I, I think trying to make myself have some time to yeah. look around, to look at different magazines, to read different articles. I used to just, I've just, I find that my default is survival mode and I can just get really busy. Yeah. And then I have to try on a scenario when someone asks me what my favourite data story is or something that I've learned. And if I, if I don't practice being asked that, I forget to do it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Di. We wish you all the best. Um, And please, please, please do send me that 2030 deck. (laughs) (laughs) I will do. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. Take care. See you soon, I hope. Yeah, yeah, definitely.